the last episode, episode 14, I talked with Dr. Lisa Oakes from UC Davis. She's a visual cognition researcher. We talked a little bit about how babies recognize faces, but we went into far more depth and talked about how babies recognize animals and people of other races. So here's the rest of our conversation. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the science of medicine with the reality of parenting. So how does recognition of faces change over the first year or two of life? There's been a lot of work on infants' recognition of faces. One thing that seems pretty clear is that babies are very good at learning about faces. From birth, they prefer to look at faces over any other stimulus. So they always will look at a face instead of anything else you can show them. So what that means is that as they go through their early days and weeks, they're looking at more faces than anything else. We know that infants will show memory of faces by the time they're a couple of months old. If you, they'll recognize a familiar face, we can test their memory of faces. But they're probably not processing faces in the same way that we process faces. So for example, when infants are five or six months old, we can give them a memory test and we can show them human faces and they'll remember a human face. But we could show them monkey faces and they will also show memory for a monkey face. By the time infants are nine or 10 months of age, they can't remember individual monkey faces anymore. They only can remember individual human faces like an adult. The way we describe this is that the young infants are very broad in the way that they are processing faces. So any face is a good face, whether it is a face of a monkey, a face of a human, a face of a human, of a race that they've never seen before. They can learn them all. But over the first year, they become experts in the kind of faces that they see every day. So if an infant is being raised in China and is seeing Chinese faces, that by the end of the first year, that infant's going to be really good at remembering and telling the difference between different Chinese faces, but will not be able to tell the difference between, say, monkey faces, and may even have trouble with faces of a different race if they've never seen faces of a different race. So infants develop the ability to perceive and recognize faces very early. They are very broad in that. And then Over the second half of the first year, they become very specialized and they learn about the kinds of faces that they see every day. Okay, so if you lived with a bunch of monkeys, does that mean that you would probably be pretty good at recognizing monkeys? Or similarly, if you're raised with a dog or not with a dog in your home, does that affect your ability to recognize animals? Well, yes. (laughs) So there is some beautiful work by a psychologist in Florida whose name is Dr. Lisa Scott. And one thing she did was she sent home picture books that had pictures of monkeys, monkey faces, and had moms read these picture books to their babies from when they were six months old. And those babies who saw lots of monkey faces when they were nine months old, they could learn and remember monkey faces. So we know that giving babies experience with monkey faces really does help them to 
include those faces in the group, the kinds of faces that they will learn about. In my research, I have actually done studies where we're com- we compare infants who live with a dog or cat at home with infants who don't have a dog or cat at home. And we have found that, in fact, by the time infants are four months old, if they live with a dog or cat at home, they do seem to be able to learn about pictures of dogs and cats in my lab differently than infants who don't have a dog or cat at home. So sitting around watching your dog or cat, you know, you're sitting in your bouncy chair, you're watching your dog or cat walk by. Four-month-olds are not yet interacting much with their animals. They're not chasing after them or whatever. But that exposure, that daily exposure of seeing a dog or cat does seem to have an effect on when we show babies pictures of dogs or cats in the lab, how they learn about them and that it gives them a leg up. They seem to be able to learn a little bit better about these pictures of dogs and cats that they've never seen before, if they've got some experience from their everyday life that they can relate it to. Thank you to Professor Lisa Oakes from the University of California at Davis. If you're interested in learning more about her research, you can find links to her published works on the UC Davis website. I bet you have some good friends who would enjoy this content. Be sure to share this episode and follow the show so you don't miss any more. And please leave me a review. For more from the Pediatrician Next Door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the weird things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.